Before the Coyotes go to the land down under, the prospects were in Vegas. Let's talk about it. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked On Coyotes, number one daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. I am your host, Robin Leonio, alongside Matthew Jacobson. We want to thank Evan for making this show your first listen every day. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcast, including on the SiriusXM radio app. we got a great show for you on today's episode. We're going to talk about the Yotes rookies in Vegas because they had the rookie tournament, the rookie tournament. Rookie face-off, I think what mm-hmm. they call it. Um, this happens every year between a bunch of like Western teams. I think San Jose, Anaheim, Los Angeles, Arizona, Vegas, and Colorado. Colorado part of it? I think Colorado, Colorado was part of it. it. Yes, Colorado was also part of it because they're considered part of like the 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 region. Um, but rookies got a chance to show themselves and and let's say this, Matt, the rookies really showed off showed off what they're capable of. You know, coming off with coming out, it was only it was only about, you know, a few games, but they came out with a winning record. Yeah, and and uh I actually only got to watch about five minutes. It was today at work on my lunch break. I was I was watching the start like the first bit of the third period against the San Jose Sharks because I just saw the link it tweeted out. And uh, Bob Heehouse, the legendary Bob Heehouse, a man that I have immense respect for. Uh, he's kind of the only legendary play voice we got left. I apologize for Suns fans going into this season. But, you know, he brought up how good the power play had been. He brought up guys like Michael Lombardi and Reese Vitilli, who are both going to be playing in Tucson this season, both played for Tucson last season as well. And it just it gives me optimism and, and feelings of hope because I want Tucson to do well. And we need more good position players or guys, good role players, I should say, that are going to help fill those roles, help with, with guys like Donor, give him solid pieces around him and help him to develop. And just to get little bits of that is supplemental. I want to I want to lead off with that. Just I want to talk very briefly. I want to give a little bit of praise. To that. I don't think anyone else is really going to be talking about that. And then we get the main course. Then we get the the additional kids that are pushing for an NHL job over the next few years. And Mike Gould did some phenomenal reporting throughout all of this, uh, essentially going goal by goal. Uh, and then Taylor Hadley of Burn City Sports kind of put it all together for us. Thank, literally, I want to give you tons of credit because this these are hard to follow. These rookie face-offs are hard to get notes for. So uh, thank you to Mike and to Taylor. Let's go ahead and jump into – these games you want to lead us off robin um i mean yeah let's, i mean let's just start off with uh like um the first game friday right mm-hmm. uh, up against the uh the colorado avalanche this game again we're talking about colorado they build they always build solid teams no matter who you are right um mm-hmm. unless, unless you're talking about that 2015 team that was god awful um <laughs> <laughs> i had to put that in there um but uh the U.S. rookies made it close. They they, they made it uh, what? Uh, they brought it to overtime on that game, right? Mm-hmm. And only lost three to two. 
yeah. And then they uh, follow it up with the next. They, they beat uh, the Kings prospects. I always love when you hashtag beat LA. Then 5-2 against San Jose today. 2-0-1 for the rookies. And I, 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 I probably should save a little bit of the praise till after the break, but uh, Joshua Doan had four goals and three assists. And I saw a picture. I want to say it was one of the games he was wearing a C and it felt so nice to see a C on a coyote, but seeing it in white was weird. So I still can't fully tell if that was Photoshopped or not, but I want more Doan C's if you will. Uh, imagine him being on the leadership team and the Roadrunners this year. I wouldn't mind him getting an A, not the C that needs to be someone else. That's a veteran. He does have, uh, he, he does have experience being a leader and I did get to speak with, with with a coach. All right, I have to keep it very candid. I get to, get to speak with a coach, and they speak very highly of uh, of donor and his his kind of leadership ability. So it's like I wouldn't be surprised if he's within that that group. I mean, Don's always been great in general. You know, um, I got a chance to watch him live um, in Bakersfield when I was. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned a while back I went to Bakersfield to kind of watch those games. Um, that was just in happened to been in uh, in town that weekend, mm-hmm. uh, and I interviewed Josh Stone. I interviewed his uh, um, you know teammate and also former ASU teammate in uh, in Colin Tyson, um, and just kind of you know talk about you know Don's you know work towards trying to make a playoff push for the Roadrunners. And, um, you know, it was unfortunate that they ended up having to go up against a team that ended up becoming the Western Conference uh, champs and even went to a game seven in the Calder Cup final. So, like, you know, you're, you're, you weren't going to beat the uh, the Coachella Valley Valley Birds. But, but the fact that Doan was there to be a big part of it and the impact that he made straight from the get-go in Tucson shows how important he's going to be. This rookie tournament just uh, just kind of proves that. Yeah, and he he reminds me a lot of Jack McBain. Jack McBain looks like a man among boys among the rookies. And here's the thing: is, is I'll go back to Pio Joseph for a second. All right, I was not very high on him watching rookie camps. Um, when you are this age, you're a younger kid. You should look a a, a few steps above the rest among other rookies. All right. I'm not asking for you to go out there and one-on-one Clayton Keller. I'm saying among other rookies, you should stand out. And McBain, well, obviously a, slightly older than the other ones last year, uh, but Donor being around their same age, but a year or so or older, it's this is what I want to see. If he can build on it this, this season in Tucson, um, th- this kid's going to get a cup of coffee this year. If he just keeps building, he'll get that cup of coffee, and uh, I, I – it's not going to happen this year for a full-time spot, but it's making me more and more confident that it's going to translate and he's going to be an NHLer. But obviously, it's not put the cart before the donor. But I do think that uh, his dad's nickname was uh, the horse. By the way, if you guys didn't get that reference, but just take it a little slower. But I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing so far, and uh, if he can build up that leadership role in Tucson, this is going to be a really fun couple of years for him. You know what it also kind of speaks to um, 
in terms of yeah sure yeah i think it definitely one just speaks a lot to the scouts that they're able to figure out you know which players have 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 good potential mm-hmm. but if you think about the players who've grown in tucson even if they spent a year or two in tucson they end up you know they have a they have pretty good development some some don't and it happens but there are a lot that do and i think it really speaks to the to the coaches in tucson and there's really been one coach who has been there that long, and that's Steve Potvin. He's been mm-hmm. there, I think, since year two. Um, he's the head coach now. Um, yeah, it's his second year as the head coach, correct? Second year as head coach. Yeah, Wonderful Detroit. person, by the way. Yeah, Absolutely. I cannot speak highly enough about yeah, oh, 100%. him. Oh, <laughs> 100%. I, I, met, I first met Steve Potvin when he was the assistant coach. Um, and I think it was his first year as assistant coach under um mike van ryan mm-hmm. the roadrunner's second year i was media covering the roadrunners for sb nation i was just in the media room and we're just like we're just chatting for a little bit kind of joking around and then like we interview him after and he also interview him after the game he's just like overall just super nice dude um so like so when i found out he was the head coach i was i was like you know what? I like I like this again. Those that listen every day are probably gonna try, gonna go after me and like. But Robin, you said you were skeptical when he first went in. You're right. <laughs> I was because you know the brief time that he was head coach under an interim when Jay Verde went up as like taxi squad coach during the COVID year. That was a bad year for the Roadrunners. That mm-hmm. wasn't his fault. I should have realized that, but. You know, my skepticism still stood, but I still give him all the respect as a coach because it really shows that the that the prospects of developing in the way that they should for the for the for theirs and the Coyotes and Tucson Roadrunners. But I will continue to talk more about that in just a sec. But first, we are going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors on the show. Mm-hmm. And today's episode is brought to you by Fandle. Step to the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you think about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. To kick off the NFL season, FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. So, let's continue, Matt. Talk more mm-hmm. about it because, yeah, you know, like as I as I just mentioned, you know, I got the respect for J, for Jay um, for, um, for Steve Poppin. Steve Poppin is a remember the name, Robin. Remember <laughs> his name. He I is him. For a second, too, because of what we were just saying in the last segment, too. Um, <laughs> Luckily, I didn't say Mike because. Like, I was <laughs> but yeah, no, like I got all the respect for Steve, Steve Hoffman for doing what he's doing. But again, it also a big part of it is is the prospects themselves, and uh, again, Dolan's been great as well as a lot of the other rookies who, um, um, who's been a part. Carter Geeky has not even he has not even really seen the uh, Tucson Roadrunners yet. Um, but you got a chance to play with players who are going to be on the Roadrunners and other. You know, future prospects. He's also he also had a uh, a pretty solid uh, weekend in the rookie tournament. 
Yeah, three goals, three assists, and I got to see a couple, a couple of isolated highlights, context, all right? Um, I thought he couldn't skate. I, th- I thought this kid was a ter- – now, don't get me wrong. There's still some things to work on, but the, the, the kid was skating pretty well. He has a pretty decent shot. He has a good drive. I, I like this kid's game. I stand by what I, I stand by my opinion of him when he was drafted. I like the kid. He's got good size, good tools, and I three goals, three assists in those three games. I think he had an excellent performance. One hundred percent. I think a lot of it pro- probably. Um, you know, this is my speculation, and you know, some people might say to stay away from speculation, but. I think in this case, it's kind of okay to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Connor Geeky came by and actually was able to part- you know, fully participate this year in the um, in prospect camp back in July. Mm-hmm. Rather than last year, I think, because like, like last year he and, and Lamaru kind of got their weeks cut short because they were in. Yeah, I think Lamaru was dealing with a foot injury, wasn't he? Yeah. And then, yeah, and Geeky just had some kind of injury week day one mm-hmm. so like they couldn't really get the feedback from coyote's coaches but they actually got a chance to get a full week out of it so my my thought process is he got the as he got he took in every ounce of feedback that coyote's coaches gave him in july and worked on it in all of july all of august now where we are here and it really showed mm-hmm. and it, it's just I, I'm glad to see how he's progressing because I, I, I get it. I understand skepticism. I just I just don't get it for this kid. I, I think this kid's good. And even if he ends up just being like a bottom sixer type, you could still use him. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I can foresee him, you know, future, you know, I guess ceiling mid middle six, right? Yeah, middle six, six ceiling because I don't see him being a first slider. But that second, third line – that that should be more than doable for him. Yeah, and again, as I mentioned, I think he is technically listed, listed as a winger, mm-hmm. listed as a center. But move him to the wing, I think would be I think would be great. Yeah, because uh, uh, apparently, like even guys like Keller were listed as centers before, and like the dude's a winger. It's it's pretty common for kids to play center for a long time. Then it's like I'm actually a natural winger at yeah. the higher levels. So it's like, look, as long as he's a good solid. NHL player, that's all I really care about. Now, yeah. Akuratu, a goal and two assists. He had a power play snipe to give him a 3-1 lead against the Kings in the third period. Ratu is looking like one of those really good stories. And uh, unfortunately, with one of those good stories ending recently, a player I was very high on, you know who I'm talking about, Maybe we have another good one brewing to kind of replace it. And look, if you're a Tucson fan, the the, the next man up kind of feels like the anthem because Garland to guys like Bunting to Michelli, like they always kind of have someone that's a Carcone that'll just step up the next season. It, it's what it's like. It's, it's the weirdest thing. I thought Bunting was kind of gonna max out as a a top six AHLer. And it's like when the top scorer leaves, someone else just takes their place. They just slot right into there effortlessly. It's, it's such a weird uh, cog in the machine type thing down there in Tucson. It's been pretty consistent since I was. Oh, watching. it's been it's been fantastic to enjoy <laughs> that though, because like 
especially if you're a fan of hockey in Tucson, because what, you know, like you get sad that you lose your top scorer, and but you're like, oh, but it's okay because there's going to be someone waiting. This player's kind of going to get his chance, and mm-hmm. it it always works out. Yeah, so I mean, Tucson fans, Raw Two is giving me those vibes. Keep that in the back of your head. Another thing to keep in the back of your head. Uh, Lutzi also got an assist on this one. It was a Connor Geeky goal that Zuber and, and Lutzi got goal uh, assists on, but Zuber had three assists. From what I can tell, he looked good. And uh, having a little bit of that offensive upside, um, it's a little more like the the facilitating, which is fine. You need that. That's not a, a negative, but it's like he's come a long way uh, with his defensive ability. His team won the DEL championship last year, and to see him performing well here – these numbers of above a point per game, up to a point per game, Maverick Lambert was the next one who had two assists. Uh, but just these players that we just listed, uh, Zuber, Ratu, Donor, Geeky, these are, are the kids that we needed to see kind of look a, a step above the rest, and they did. They performed. They did well, and that's what you that's what you want. That's what you need, and it gives me more reason to be optimistic about this team moving forward. Oh, absolutely, and I th- and you know, you know, it really get, gets me to think of like, you know, what the Coyotes have been doing in re- in 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 the uh, in the building process, and you know, say what anyone will about, you know, not getting anyone that can quote play now. They do that. They've they've been doing some of that, but mm-hmm. um, but it really shows that they're. Focus that they, they really wanted to focus on their homegrown, and to see that case with Doan, with Geeky, with with Ratu, with Zuber, you know, with Lamaru, all those players are you know coming homegrown, and they're just going to make a big impact. Yeah, and I think the only two players that aren't eligible to play in Tucson this year are Lamaru and Geeky. I think technically Zuber's old enough, but I, I'm pretty sure he's going back to DEL on loan this year, but. These are all players pretty much that are ready to play in Tucson. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, so Tucson fans wait, like next, like if you're excited for this year, sure. Be excited for this year. Absolutely. Don't, don't not be excited, but be excited for next year. Yeah, pretty much over the next couple of years, we're going to have more and more young players. And I, I thought it would have been a little better last year. Maybe I was, a, maybe I was a year ahead of schedule, but like Tucson's going to get that influx of talent. And um, the, a name that, that pops my head is like Yolnik. So as just a, a random player that is on an AHL Tucson contract, not a Coyotes contract. But it's like uh, you're going to see less of, of that, less of having to get a bunch of random guys, you know, and that's not against Yolnik. Just that's, that's, that's the name that pops into my head that's been an AHL contract for a couple of years. Like you're gonna you're gonna see less of a need to have to get as many of those guys as possible because the Coyotes cavalry is finally arriving. So you're finally gonna have those young players. And uh if, if Gunther struggles, you'll have Dylan Gunther down there for stretches. Now, uh part of me thinks that might be really good because that third line's getting a little clogged, and I do not see Logan Cooley being in, in Tucson at all. Uh, I, I have a couple reasons to believe that. You're not gonna sign him out of college and send him down to Tucson. I just don't see it. But, you know, I, don't be surprised if Gunther gets a few stints down there. That's high-level talent, high-level goal score you're going to be able to see. 
So I'm going to make a statement regarding, so like from what we've seen from the, um, from these prospects um, and the, the impact that the Roadrunners are going to see in the next couple of years, mm-hmm. I'm going to say all that in just a minute, but first a quick word from our sponsors. That is right. We are here to give you a word from Jace Medical. So everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you the peace of mind so that way you're not just hoping for access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication, delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off when you use the code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. So Matt, I, I teased. I had a statement, and this regard, and this is in regards to the excitement level you should have the Tucson Roadrunners. Mm-hmm. Um, regarding for, and this is in translation for the next for the next couple of years from what we just like from a little bit what we just saw at the rookie tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally haven't felt this level of excitement in terms of personally since year two of the Roadrunners, when we when we knew that we were going to have um, Dylan Strom, Nick Merkley, and Lawson Krause in the same line. Those are, those are some names that no one here has heard in years, minus Lawson Krause. <laughs> I know. But those players, I mean, Nick Merkley, unfortunately, just got his... In his uh, uh, his career cut short to injury. Uh, Dylan Strong just did not work with the Coyotes organization. Uh, but Dylan Strong's a fine player. Um, and a chill player, by the way. Yep. Um, <laughs> but that that year, going into that year, the excitement level that there was for the Roadrunners, because they knew that that team was going to be so gosh darn good that it would just be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, like it reminded like, like when going into that year, I was like, this team has like, it was around like December when I like during my writing, my writing for Roadrunners, like I started already making like, at, like, uh, article titles with the, uh, the initial title called Caller Countdown. So I was mm-hmm. like, this team has the, has the, the, the inner workings of becoming a Calder uh, Calder Cup caliber team. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't end up making that far. They ended up losing the second, losing in the second round. But that's the level of energy I'm I'm, I'm going to be feeling in the next couple of years. Yeah, and look, I, I I'm the the optimistic type. So anyone that's followed me has known over the last couple of years, I've seen Tucson as kind of being uh, ready to get some good talent, you know, infused in there. Um, it's going to depend. They're going to have another addition or two, obviously, in the offseason throughout the training camp process. But I, I'm really interested to see how this plays out because this, this, uh, they, they, they should be more consistently in the playoffs. You, you shouldn't have like 
the the miss in the playoffs they did the, I think the couple couple years before last season. So it's like Tucson fans are gonna have a lot to be excited about. And uh, Joshua Doan is a Tucson Roadrunner. He's a Tucson Roadrunner. He is a Tucson Roadrunner. There you go. Uh one thing that's good that's good, that, that just made me think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is going to piss off a lot of the Tucson Roadrunners fans because this happens. And I've heard mm-hmm. it happen once or twice already, but it's just gonna make it even more fun. Every game they like they do like I know I'm pretty sure you've gone to enough um Roadrunners games know but they do this. They do like this or that for every um every <laughs> And you know, know where I'm going. I know where this here. is going already. <laughs> if you've been to a Roadrunners game, like you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Where one of the deaths of that is U of A or ASU. We already know what Josh Jones' answer is going to be, and the entire building is just going to hate it. Well, guess what? Y'all can suck it up, okay? Because use you use suck down there, all right? Use suck, ASU for life. Whoa, whoa! Let's let's not go that far, okay? <laughs> look, look, all right. I was down there. And whenever they were like this or that, I was like, forks up, let's go. I think I even had an ASU hat on. All right. All right. 100%. If donor if donor disappoints me, all right, I'm going to unfollow you on, on Twitter. Take that. <laughs> Take that, Josh. Uh, honestly, that would be hilarious if he says U of A. Just, 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 just to please everybody. No, oh, he'll say forks up, baby. He probably will. I think there was. I've a, never been. There, actually, never there was a Roadrunners player who actually did do that. There was he got like, booed. I was there for it. I think it was at that one of those games. I was, I was like, oh, one person said said ASU, but like Aiden Hill said U of A, and I was like, well, Aiden Hill sucks then. Stanley Cup champion Aiden Hill. <laughs> but uh, oh, was it Tyson? Uh, I think it was Colin speaking Tyson. Of which, spe- speaking of which, co- oh yeah, it might have been that. <laughs> um, and it was like even even further back. It was like a, it was several years ago. Um, but what I was getting at though, and on, on, on another note, um, I cannot wait till the scrimmage, the ex- ex- exhibition game between U of A and ASU at the mullet. It's only a couple weeks away. That's gonna be a wash, and you know it. It's not even gonna be. It's not even. Uh, you know what? You know what? I don't care what the score is gonna be. I'm going to be there, and I'm going to wear my U of A gear. All my U of A gear. Your your U of A gear sucks. I've, I, I've, you, know what's, you actually went to your school. I just wanted to go to, to my school, but I'm still uh, I'm still simping for him. Yeah, and even now I'll still talk crap about my, my, my own school every now and then. Just not on <laughs> camera. Uh well, well we we gotta talk more crap on on camera because like U of A sucks. I only tolerate Tucson because yeah the Roadrunners. It was up to me the Roadrunners to be in Prescott Valley. I much prefer driving up hey, north Tucson to is the Wranglers Arena. City and you know it. I, I wouldn't know because I actually I, like Iggy's sucked. That was the only like I went down there had Iggy's and that like sucked. Where'd you go to Iggy's? <laughs> Uh, so I, I used to do like a uh, low voltage cabling and I, I was working for this like small, like three man company. So we went down to Tucson. We had to like work on the, the, 
the intercoms at, at Burger Kings, and uh, I went to Iggy's there. I think my wife and I went again. I'm like, I don't know, this kind of sucks. And then I usually get like Carl's Jr. down there. <laughs> I'll just. <laughs> What'd you get from Iggy's? Uh, what the hell did I get? This is like three. It's like three years ago. You're putting me on blast. Uh, I got like one of those like <laughs> strawberry, strawberry like a uh, uh, slushy things. Yeah. Yeah, it's called an EG, and it sucked. Uh, then I think I got like a sandwich or something. That's blasphemy to actually make EGs. <laughs> Unless, you, actually, well, you know what? The watermelon is always the best, but that's not it. Maybe I should have had the, honestly, maybe. But maybe I should have had the watermelon. You only get the watermelon in July. Only in July. All right, all right. You know what? I got I got, I got 30 seconds. I'm going on my soapbox. All right, can we have, have a, have a freaking discussion about why stuff like, like, the Red Bull slushy at, at at that one restaurant, or like Red Bull infusions or whatever, or like certain like strawberry frosties are like summer only. I'm like, dog, if you let me, I'd buy that stuff year round. I, I I want a Red Bull slush year round. Are you summer only? The amount of times I'm getting off work, it's 11:30 at night. I'll go for a Red Bull slushy. That's free money. What are you doing? I, I don't right know where there. that came from. I just, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm with you right there. Anyways, though, we're out of time on today's episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube and the SiriusXM radio app. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes. And on the app formerly known as Twitter, at LO underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Matt Jacobson is at PAZ Sports Guy. Interact with us as a question you might have. We might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.